0: to Acts chapter 16. Man, it's good to see a lot of you back today. Last week, I almost had a heart attack. There were 16 of us in the sanctuary. So uh, it's either a church split or, John, it's time to go, but you've encouraged me. I'll stay another week. We, we, we're back. We're good. No, I listen, I'm gr- glad that we're in a house that gives people the latitude not just to be careful but to enjoy family. And uh, friends, and none of that, uh, you know, hey, missed you Sunday, which meant, hope you didn't have a good time. Uh, But (laughs) I'm like, did you really miss me? It don't sound like you did, but I did miss you very much. Acts chapter 16, beginning with verse 16. If you're there, say amen. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, a woman possessed with a spirit of divination... fortune-teller, medium, met us, which brought her masters much gain or profit by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried out, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. I want you to look at that verse, whether you're on the Bible or the screen, and tell me what's wrong with that phrase. These men, are they men? Well, one of 52 genders. They're men. Uh... They're servants of the Most High God. Is that correct? They show unto you the way of salvation. Sounds good so far. And she did this many days. So while they're preaching, they're on their way to the places. These men are servants of the Most High God and they show unto us the way of salvation. But Paul being grieved, grieved, turned and said to the spirit, not to the woman, but the evil spirit inside of her. I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Which means, that's uh, 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 Greek, in the same hour means in the moment. In that same time frame. Why was he grieved? Because he saw something other people didn't see. He felt something other people didn't feel. It's called discernment. He knew what other people didn't know. That's why he did what other people wouldn't do. He turned and said, I command you to come out of her. Why did he wait a couple of days? Because discernment doesn't just swing off the handle and beat someone up. It it filters, it weighs, but when it knows, it knows. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, he had no more fortune telling, They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely." who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And right before you're seated, let me read this one other passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. It should be on your screen. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves. I want you to mark that in your Bible. Disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder... For Satan himself disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And their end will correspond to their deeds. The word disguise. To camouflage, to cloak, to dress up, to mask, to furnish with a false appearance or an assumed identity. To obscure the existence of something's true nature or the state of something or someone. We as a people are under a deluge of spiritual disguise today. And so we're so afraid not to be labeled judgmental that we don't judge. We don't judge. I want to speak to you this morning by God's grace and hopefully by his anointing on the subject of disguises. So that we might recognize them. Remove them and free other people from the trickery of the enemy who is still as a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour. Father, I just humble myself before you today. I'm grateful for all you've been to me over the years and who you are today. All my trust is in you, Lord. All my eggs are in your basket. No plan B. I just pray today that you would anoint me by your spirit to communicate truth in such a way that people would long forget about me or the sermon or the presentation, but that truth would abide in them. That they would grow thereby, that there would be corrections made and a boldness that would make them stand up and stand out, pulling the mask off of all the deception that's around them for the sake of other people. And I thank you for this opportunity that's mine to be a preacher of the gospel, the good news, the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Amen. You may be seated. The nature of a disguise is to trick I've not really watched a lot of these shows, but I've seen enough changing channels to know that the idea behind Undercover Boss is a boss that comes in disguised as a commoner to find out which of his employees are crazy, which ones are stealing, which ones are good. And then the reward comes to the good, and termination comes to the one that should have been terminated a long time ago. But they come in, the owner of a Fortune 500 company comes in as a surfer dude. He's disguised himself so that his real identity would not be seen. Now, bear with me with just a little bit of introduction here, and then we'll go through the message pretty efficiently as well. All around you there is lies, disguised as truth, false gospels disguised as the gospel, a way disguised as the way. Oprah said years ago and many times since, surely Christ can't be the only way to salvation. And then she has her master's class where... uh, intelligentsia from all over the world comes with from religions, not the religion. And they they present themselves as possessors of the secret to life, the law of attraction. Pretty sure that's where Joel Osteen got his idea about uh, I am, the power of I am. Saying that the power of I am is when a Christian adds the word after the phrase I am. I am strong. I am free. I am successful. That has nothing to do with the power of the I am. Before Abraham was, Jesus was. I am. Who would I say sent me? I am that I am. And if you're not a student of the word, and if you're not careful, you will fall for that which looks like, sounds like, or even includes the buzzwords. Lies disguised as truth. Because the lie is benevolent. The lie is tolerant. The lie is all-inclusive. Jesus is an all-inclusive God. In church people say, yes, amen. No, 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 no. And whosoever's name was not found written in the Lamb's book of life was cast alive into a lake that burns with fire and brimstone. And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. Do what Jesus would do. Well, Jesus Jesus was the friend of sinners, John. Yes, he was the friend of sinners, but they weren't his friends. He was accessible and available. But Jesus, listen, one of the lies permeating the church, it's, it's truth, but the way it's presented changes the identity of God, which makes it a lie. We all know, we sing, we believe that God is good. I've preached it from this pulpit. Listen, God is so good that his goodness has to find me. I believe that. But God is holy. The message today coming from false religion emphasizes the goodness of God, sometimes exclusively. That God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Well, what about when he smites people dead in church? Ananias and Sapphira, who come and lie to the Holy Ghost and present themselves one way, was God good that day? Is God good? Absolutely. But in heaven, the angels, the seraphim, nonstop since they were created, do not cry out, God is good. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Now let me show you how uh, you have to be discerning with this. When my message, like this woman's message, that sounds right, has a wrong motive... When this God is good, God is good, God is good steers me away from the God before whom all men will stand and give an account for the deeds done in their body, the judge of the earth, then that message is a disguise. Because if I adopt a God, you know, they say, well, he preaches Jesus. Which Jesus? A Jesus of his own creation? A Jesus that contradicts the word? Everything she said was right, but the origin of her comments and the motive of her comments were wrong. She understood that if she would group herself with these men who were exercising power, exercising miracles, who she saw an anointing, a divine empowerment. She might not have understood it all, but she knew it wasn't hers, and she saw the influence that was happening This was her hometown. And when Paul and Silas left, she would have, in their remembrance, a familiarity and a camaraderie with Paul and Silas. Because she was verbally saying, these are men, servants of the Most High God. They're showing to you the way of salvation. And Paul knew that when they left, she would pick up the scraps in her error. And teach her error. And teach spiritism. And would exercise demonic influence because of association with these men. It took a while for that to come to the surface, but when you know, you know. Sometimes you don't know right off, you know something's wrong. Now, you can uh, take this as however you like, but sometimes I meet someone and my meter goes, I don't accuse them, I don't judge their character. I don't know anything about them. I don't go tell everybody about them. I just watch them. And you know, my knower is pretty accurate. Yours should be too. Lies disguised as truth. Darkness descri- disguised as light. Rebellion, described. Uh, disgu- I keep saying described. Disguised as tolerance. The church is just so intolerant. The Lord is intolerant. (laughs) We're trying to sculpt a God to be acceptable to depraved humanity. If I tolerate something he doesn't tolerate, then I am assisting them in their destruction. Y'all, I'm getting to where I just hate Facebook. I'm sorry. When I go, I'd be like, see you. God bless everybody. I put something the other day. I wrote, um, let me get the phrase right, If, if me overlooking or celebrating your sin, if I do that, that does not come from an origin of love, something to that. And people wrote back, you know, you should take the splinter out your own eye before you, you know. Yeah. Well, once I take the splinter out my eye, I'm supposed to be able to see. Just, just an idea. Just, and and just all these different ideas, you know. Pastor John, would you go to a homosexual wedding? I, no. Well, if it was your daughter, you would. Or your no, I wouldn't. Listen, I would look that precious child in the eye. And say, hey, nothing I wouldn't do for you. And I will never turn my back on you. I love you. My door and my heart is open to you. But I will not facilitate your destruction by any form of approval over that which I know will kill you. Just not doing it. Now, obviously, I made somebody mad today. Whether in-house or online. Because they chose to do it. That's between you and the Lord. I'm preaching to you what I know to be truth and what I'm going to live out in myself. Tolerance doesn't mean that I ha- I mean, intolerance doesn't mean that I hate someone. But I will not, through association or compromise or wrap an arm around that destruction, and then those who know me said, well, Pastor John's okay with this. There's responsibility to us as Christians. Well, love wins. No, baby, truth wins. Truth wins. Now, amen. That person that I don't go to the wedding with also ought to know that I love them. I have got this going on for the last several years in my life with someone. I write them all the time and tell them how much I love them. If you ever need me, I'm one call away. Ah, Don't tell me I don't love them. And these other Christians. Oh, congratulations, this woman marries a woman. Congratulations, smiley face, heart emoji. Have you lost your mind? Congratulations on your drug addiction or your alcoholism or, oh, that man that's got four mistresses. You found someone that finally gets you. Praise the Lord. Do you see how stupid that sounds? Do you see how stupid that sounds? There should be a grieving in the heart and a love, not better than, oh listen, the one preaching today, if my sins were counted against me, I would be evaporated. Spontaneous combustion, but my failures as a man does not change the reality of God's laws and God's word. How do I know there's not 52 genders? In the beginning, God created male and female, or man. Male and female made he them. That's that's how I know. And biology and history. Uh, But those are two small added contexts. The supernatural disguised as divine. There's a lot of warning in in today's message, and I, I, I hope to stir you to search the scriptures for yourself But when the disciples asked Jesus, Master, what is the sign of thy coming and the end of the age? He said, be careful that no man deceive you. Not just false teaching, miracles, signs, wonders. Churches that see the deaf hear and the blind see and the lame walk. And diseases dry up and cancers dry up and dissipate and fall off of people's bodies. Who preach a different gospel. I'm going to be as direct as I know how to be how I would want to be talked to. Be careful because when the man of sin is revealed, the geopolitical figure, the seed of Satan, the anti of who Jesus Christ was, he will deceive the nations with signs and wonders even so much as to call fire down out of heaven. Sometimes before the real comes, you see a, a, a tremor. A predictor of what's coming. Now, I'm gonna make. More, I just God, where I make people mad all, all week. I'm losing people slower today than I've ever lost them before. Uh, do you find it strange that in the false revivals of the last ten or twenty years, one of the constant things the men scream is fire, 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 fire. and say. Till the person acts like they're catching on fire. This is not for shock. This is for emphasis. If my child was dying, I would not take them to a false prophet that could heal them. The natural should not guide us. The spiritual should. And let me go ahead and clarify that. If I got to look to you and not my savior, my savior can't raise my baby up. And I have to go through godless means an antichrist spirit. That's what the deception will be in the last day. I can preserve you. I can feed you. I can protect you. I can keep you. All you have to do is give me your worship. No. Just because it's supernatural does not mean it's divine. Be careful. Us spirit-filled Pentecostals, I pray in tongues all the time. People say, why, why do you tell people that? Because I pray in tongues all the time. But I've heard people pray in demonic tongues many times. In church. And people are like, hmm, bless them, Lord. I'm thinking, smite them, Lord. Demon. How do you know it's demon? Because I used to house them. Quit judging me. I, 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 I used to house them jokers. I had them on me, around me, in me, in front of me, behind me. And I walk by somebody I go, Oh, I see you in there. Hey, I remember you. Familiar spirit. Anyway, let me, let me get off of that, some of y'all. Everything that's not powerful is not God's power. You'll see signs of Great influence from someone that shouldn 't have any influence, wisdom from someone uh, that doesn 't know which restroom to use. You follow me, divine empowerment, money disguised as wealth, setting assets at the to- as the- at the top of a crumbling pyramid. Do you know fame do you realize the disguise? They pick someone to make famous, and they are famous for being famous. No skill, no ability, no trade, and they're disguised as influencers. Influencing who? The gullible, the deceived. Now, I know this has been very heavy, and it might even sound uh, over the top to you, but I'm trying to make it where the Bible says, provoke one another to good works. Wealth is not success. Success can have wealth. But wealth is not success. Anything that can be taken from you is not prosperity. I may be prosperous. Our prosperity is internal. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Salvation. The confidence. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. The ability to lay your head down at night and sleep. That is wealth. To be loved by God and to love God. To love, to have family to love and be loved. Those things that can't be taken from you. That's wealth. Don't buy into this. He who has the toys is the happiest. Not so. Pride disguised as humility. Practicing generosity and kindness from a self-coronated throne. I don't care how benevolent the action If it comes from flesh, it is for the person doing it. There's everybody that's feeding you a sandwich is not feeding you a sandwich because they love you. Flesh disguised as spirit. And immorality disguised as innocence. I was born this way. I, you know. Well, that's like a man saying, I was born a fornicator. I was born a, an adulterer. My wife ought to get over it. Well, yeah, we were born with a sin nature. But it's innocent if, if my child who's six, my little girl wants to be a boy or my boy wants to be a girl. You know, it, it, it's innocence. We should let them. No. <laughs> That's the sin nature, whether it's expressed from them or forced on them by parent and society someone has to be an adult and discern and step in and say if my child can't decide what the temperature should be to cook a waffle they probably shouldn't be able to determine what sex they're going to be you see it's just i know this is hard today but disguises why would someone wear a disguise why would these people why would satan disguise the message The man, the method, so that you would be caught off guard. Very quickly, we must recognize them, the disguised. How do you recognize a disguise? You must first be thoroughly familiar with the real. You've heard this before. Many of you know this to be a fact. When they teach someone how to spot counterfeit money, they don't ever show them counterfeit money. They show them the real, and they study it, and they study it, and they study it. So once it touched their hand, they'd say, wrong paper, wrong shade of ink, wrong pastel, wrong wrong ribbon, wrong, wrong. That's why we should be students of the Word, so that we're not gullible or tricked. Like if someone comes on the stage and they heal someone that's blind... And draw all the attention to themselves, then we should know that miracle was not done by the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God glorifies Jesus, not the man. Not the man. Watch. Well, what does it matter? The person who was blind got to see. You've just made man's condition usurp God's glory. You be careful of Christian celebrities. I don't mean if they're well known that that's a sin. No, but they are, they are a celebrity. And they want to be seen and known and the glory goes to them. That's how you know. How do I know that this person is disguised? When they will let you give affection or approval to them instead of Jesus Christ. Let me go, let me go one deeper. How many military men we have here? Okay. So Jason, I'm going to use you just because you raised your hand. If you said, look, John, I got called back. I'm, I've got to go overseas uh, for a, a year. Uh, I want you to just make sure Amanda's okay. I, want you all to I just want you to make sure. I said, you got it. And Amanda, uh, you know, Kelly and I are calling her. We're checking on her. Um, hey, can we bring you anything? So the months roll on. You know, we've brought some spaghetti by. I'll help get the weed eater started. We'll do, you know, I can't weed eat for you. Bad back. But we can get it started for you. And we're helping you a little bit. And then over the, the months, Amanda starts to say, y'all are so good to us. Man, you're just so Oh, we love you. No problem. But then she starts to say, okay, we know this wouldn't happen. First of all, my fear of Jason wouldn't let this happen. But... Uh, if she were to say, you're, you're just such an amazing man. <laughs> Amanda, you got to wait for my story to finish. <laughs> just, I'm teaching here, Amanda. Great day. Listen, I wish my husband blank. Okay. If I would let that, you, you are so much better to me. If I would allow any affection, any uh, emotional connection connect to me, I am Jason's enemy. Do you follow me? Then how can celebrities take the affection of the Bride of Christ? Rip that disguise off. You don't know what spirit you're of. You don't owe me nothing. Your commitment is not to me. You don't owe me anything. I am an under shepherd and a steward. That is it. Christ is the husband. Christ is the Lord. Your commitment is not to Christ's chapel. Your commitment is not to the assemblies of God. And your commitment is not to me. I am just like you. I am a voice that cries out. That's it. That's it must recognize them. Know the real. Know what real love looks like. Real love weeps in the driveway and says, you'll have to walk around me to go live like this. Not happy for you. My heart is open to you, but I will not walk beside you and endorse something that would destroy you. Won't do it. You must be on guard, looking closely. Look for contradictions. Look for associations and and look for motives. How will I know the people, the narrative, or or, or what's being taught is a disguise if it contradicts understood, time-tested truth? If it elevates man or if it diminishes Christ? If it alters or opposes the Word of God? I was talking to someone recently and they were telling me, you know, this happens to be a woman and her and another woman are dating and everything. She says, and we just have Bible study together and I'm closer to God today than I've ever been before. And I said, no, you're not. Now, the world will say, and even you may feel that way. Oh, Pastor John, you're not supposed to do that. Who's going to tell her? So I just let her go. And the Bible says, for this reason does the wrath of God fall upon the children of disobedience. No fornicator, no idolater, the effeminate, uh, immoral. None of those people will enter the kingdom of heaven. I said, no, you're not. She goes, no, I, I'm, I'm having the best quiet time that I've ever had. I said, no, you're not. You're deceived. I says, you don't think the enemy can make you feel that way? The Bible says that if we regard sin in our life, God does not hear our prayer. So where did that feeling come from? The man with the disguise. The one that tricks and deceives. Oh, Eve, the day you eat, you won't die. Hey, guys, if you'll cut the air off. I just lost another lady here. Blue lips. She's gone. Her eyes are still open, but she's gone. What was I just saying? Sorry. Oh, Eve. Uh, God said the day we'll eat, it we die. Oh, no, you won't die. Hath God really said here's an anchor for you as a Christian. Hath God really said, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now, I focused a lot this morning on sexual immorality. Let me tell you another one. No pride-filled person goes to heaven. No covetous man that lives that way. There has to be a renewal and an awakening for them. If it opposes or contradicts the word of God, then that's Error disguised as truth. If I have to compromise my freedom, my integrity, or common sense, it's probably disguised. If it appeals to, entices, or draws affinity to our carnal nature. How many people do y'all remember in your early years who the Lord told him who they were going to marry? Like this girl likes this guy and the Lord told me, you my husband. He's like, well, he ain't told me that yet. one of the good ways to see a disguise is if it's flesh if it appeals to your flesh I love her what about her do you love just her what about her Billy Bob what is it she's pretty That's probably not spirit, Billy Bob. It's not that it has to be wrong, but it's probably eyes, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, that you're 18 and have hormones and you have 20-20 vision. That might be part of it here, but it's, you know, I think the Lord wants me to marry. That's what I'm trying to teach this morning. (laughs) You can say she's pretty and I need her and I want her and I don't want to live without her. But when you step over and say, God wants me to have her, you see... That's when you have to be careful. The flesh always says me. And the flesh always says now. The flesh doesn't say, oh, I'm just craving. I just, I just hope Wade gets to eat barbecue today. I just, I just I'm, I'm, I'm burning for him to have barbecue. Do you see that uh, I'm trying to use absurd things. He said, come on. The, the flesh doesn't think other people. And it doesn't say, oh, I just crave barbecue Thursday. It's now. Now. If it demands allegiance, submission, dishonesty, or secrecy, it's disguised. And if it changes the purposes or will of God... So you have to be able to recognize them. How, what's the best thing you can do? Eat the word of God. Digest the word of God. Submit to the word of God. Surrender to the word of God. And if I know what the word says, then all the crowd can say that woman is fine. All she did was say that these are servants of the most high God who showing us the way of salvation. But if I know in my spirit the origin of that spirit, then I can make a decision based on that knowledge You need to know what the real looks like. And something in Paul's spirit said, that didn't make me feel like that was Jesus. And even if you don't know, distance yourself until you do know. Trust the Spirit of God in you. Number two, very quickly. We only have three, by the way. We should reveal them. This is the part that causes Christians to shudder today because we'd rather just live along and get along. I love you today. I love you and I know I'm preaching hard today but listen just, let's just all get along let's just show them love and let them die why should we point them out Paul did not do that so he would be comfortable or liked he did it for the people that he was going to leave behind so they'd know that that woman was a medium and she channeled Evil spirits impersonating the dead. Pull the disguise off and let your children know, don't listen to that preacher. And I want to throw myself in the soup too. If you hear me contradict the word of God, if you see me taking the glory of God, if you see me uh, maneuvering away from truth, you tell your babies, don't listen to that guy doesn't matter who it is. We should reveal them because at the root there is a lie. And the lie keeps the truth at bay. We should reveal them because they diminish and devalue what is true. They distort God's word, God's will, and God's ways. They deceive multitudes. Jesus said, be careful that no man deceive you. We should reveal them because of the pain, sorrow, and suffering that comes from them. But why as a believer, what's the primary reason you should reveal disguises? Spiritual deception. Because they do not reveal themselves. Had Paul not did that, that woman would have stayed and had that influence in that last community. Brooke, if you would come please. And we should be thorough in not just revealing them, but removing them. Just as the Apostle Paul did with this fortune-telling woman, he looked past her attitude in the moment to her origin, past her words to her worship, past the moment to her motive. He looked past what was said and considered what was not said. I'll stop there just a minute and explain this. He looks past what was said and considered what was not said. Here's this woman following them for several days. Listen to them. Listen to these men. They're servants of the Most High God. They show unto you the way of salvation. You know what she didn't say? And what I've been doing for all these years is necromancy. God forbids it and God hates it. And I renounce those demonic powers. I renounce my allegiance to hell. I repent and I'm sorry for ever swaying you and I'm sorry for the evil that I've caused. I just want to be made right with God. Listen to your pastor. Be careful of people that say the right things that will not or have a, tr- have a hard time repenting. You can make fun of Jimmy swaggered all you want, years ago when he publicly sinned, shamed himself, his family. It takes a lot of courage to stand in front of several million people and said, against you only have I sinned. Now, I'm not saying all that was done was good or right. I'm just saying when David said, I am the man, I'm, I'm it. There's a lot of people today vying for your Christian attention. Saying the right things in one moment so you'll form an allegiance to later hit you with error and lies and truth. One of your safeguards is, are they repentant? Are they humble in nature? Does the Holy Spirit operate in their life through the conviction of sins? Joseph Prince preached the other day again very falsely that the Holy Spirit has never once convicted us of sin it's not in the Bible he reproves the world of righteousness he proves it he he convicts us I'm glad he convicts me regardless of what that catfish says I'm glad that he convicts me it must be part of us it must be necessary he looked past the compliment today to the compromise of tomorrow the same way old testament men of god tore down idolatrous groves we must tear down the disguises of false doctrines teachers rationalizations and bondages i'm not saying that we call out the preacher and say he doesn't know god i don't know the man's heart but when what he says contradicts the word of god we pull off that disguise We pull it down. Every vain thought that vaunts itself against the knowledge of God. Tear off the disguises of false doctrines, teachers, rationalizations, and bondages. Removing from them their history, their opportunity, their leverage, their influence, and power. The wizard forever changes once the curtain is pulled back. Y'all remember watching the old black and white one, now it's color, but when you pull back the wizard's drape and he's playing with all the buttons and he tries to pull the drape back. Once the drape's pulled back, he's not an intimidating figure anymore. This is not, I'm right, you're right, everyone else is wrong. It is this. I want to find out what is right and stand with Christ. That's it. I Don't care who it I just want to stand with him. And I don't trust myself. I trust his word. That's why we are safe because his word never changes. His word doesn't change. I heard Bishop Jake say, uh, they asked him his stance on this new sexual immorality of men marrying men and women. He goes, well, my position is evolving. To what? Oh, you answered it. Your position is changing with the groundswell of public opinion produced by media. Oh, okay. What God's Word do? Is it evolving? Is it changing? No. You can say what you want and you can be mad at me, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. When Christ comes, He said, will I even find faith in the earth? Will it be so diluted, polluted? I just want you to know what a disguise looks like. I'd like to think if I worked at a place and somebody came in and worked for me, like on an undercover boss, i go, What you got on? Don't you, do you ever think? I don't care how good the disguise is. I'd like, Something about you don't look right. Make sure you got the right one, though, if you say that too. That wouldn't be good. Let me close with these thoughts. This hand to hand combat with the kingdom of darkness does not come without a price. Paul and Silas were singled out, they were misrepresented, they were maligned, they were opposed, they were persecuted, they were physically beaten, they were isolated, they lost their freedom and their mobility. And in prison, I'm sure they had the idea and the thoughts, no one was coming, no one could hear, no one cared, and no one else spoke up. But they pulled off her disguise, and a town was forever freed from her witchcraft, But when the false was exposed and removed and after the apostles paid the price of pushing back the kingdom of darkness with the power of God's spirit, God stepped in. So here they are physically beaten. They were thrown into the inner prison. The inner prison. So there's the prison and there's inner prison. Totally dark. Attached to a wall. Feet in stocks. Is it worth it? It'd be so much easier just to shut up. Don't say nothing. WWJD. What'd he do? Well, he'd judge. Well, he didn't when he came. He came to be the sacrifice. When he comes the next time, he'd be the judge. I'm supposed to tell people, flee the wrath to come. I'm standing in the street. The bridge is out. The bridge is out. Make sure you walk the narrow pathway because broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many go in thereat. But narrow is the way that leads to life, and few find it, and even fewer still stay in it. So they're in the stocks. Was it worth it? Silas, were we faithful? Yeah. And God sent an earthquake. There was validation, there was vindication, there was a freedom there. And it said that not only was the foundation of the prison broken, but all the doors swung open in the prison. Her ministry stopped. There it started. And notice the biggest thing of all. Why didn't they run out? If you're in prison and the stocks fall off, the chains fall off, the doors swing open, you can call me what you want. You can call me gone. I'm gone. I'm out of there (laughs) again. They not leave nowhere. Why didn't they leave? Because God was there. God was in the moment. See, what I'm trying to tell you today is when you walk in the Spirit, you walk contradictory to natural reasoning and you live by spiritual reasoning. So the jailer's about to throw himself on the sword and instead of leaving, Paul goes, wait a minute, hey, don't do that. We're all here. We're all here and he shares the gospel with him goes back to his house and I don't know if this man participated in it or not but the people that beat him or was his jailer is now cleaning his wounds and putting the oil and salve in and he's sitting there on the stool and they're getting his cuts and putting stuff on it and he's preaching the gospel the whole house comes to know Jesus we have to be different we have to be different because the Christian that looks like the world and sounds like the world and smells like the world and sings like the world and has priorities like the world can't preach a holy gospel no disguises I know I covered a lot of ground today but no disguises just tell I'd I, I, I rather deal with someone that don't like me that tells me I don't like you well that's good I didn't care much for you when I met you how you doing good I, that doesn't hurt me anymore but the one that'll come up to you I, I, my grandmother used to say be careful those that are quist, quick to kiss you they'll be quick to kick you just tell me what i'm dealing with raccoon or racehorse which one i got tell me which one i just t- tell me up front and for the christian we ought to be no disguises none i know that was a lot today i hope you feel loved no disguises this fight is inevitable and you're going to be in the minority but the results are irreversible would you bow your heads with me this morning Lord we just want to know your truth it's not about proving everyone else wrong that's not what this is I want to know your truth and to stand for it you told us that whosoever would be ashamed of you And your words. You would be ashamed of when you come. I don't want to be ashamed of anything you've said or taught. Or passed on to the prophets. The men of God of old. Help us to desire truth in our inner parts. To stand for truth. Unashamedly. And leave our families and communities like Paul with more light in it than when we first started. For the glory of your son, we pray. Would you stand with us this morning? Hey, Jay, would you come pray over us this morning?
1: anybody blessed by that word this morning? Is anybody thankful that we have a pastor that loves us enough to preach the truth? Thank you. Father, as we go forward into the world, Father, give us your discernment. Help us to see the disguises, Father. Help us not to be deceived, Lord. Give us the courage and the temerity, Father, the boldness to rip the disguises off, to expose them out of love, Father. May it guard our hearts against any type of pride, any type of spirit of a Pharisee, Lord. Let us have a humbleness and a humility, but a confidence in your truth, Father. And when we go forward and we see things that do not line up with your word, that we say that is not right according to the word of God, the one that stepped out on nothing and created everything, the redeemer of my spirit and the, the lifter of my head. Let us, Father, honor you and and stand boldly for your truth. In times coming, in hardships, Father, in dark valleys, may may we always remember the truths that we know on the mountaintops. Let us be willing to stand firm on your truth when the world is dark and everyone is against it. Thank you for this sermon today, Father. I pray for this church body as we go forward into the world that we are reminded that this is the huddle. And that we practice our faith out in front of the world every day. We love you, Father. Amen.